here and welcome to another episode of Buy Pumpkin. It is Saturday. I am late as usual, but I mean, I just had a lot of stuff I had to handle this week. And, um, and last night I did record a Princess Diaries episode for Patreon subscribers. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, you got, this week you got me and Kara talking about like one, I think one of the best intervention episodes I've ever seen. It's from this season of intervention, um, the current one. And like I said, this season is really good. Last night I saw a preview of one of the episodes where there are two people, a man and a woman are fighting, like hardcore fighting. And the man looks at the camera person uh, or camera woman and, and it's like, are you recording this? And the woman go, the camera woman goes, yeah. And so does the woman he's fighting at the same time. They're just like, yeah. And he starts cursing and the screen gets all wobbly and goes black. And I was like, fuck, this season is good. But the episode Karen and I did um, for the bonus episode this week is the first se- the first episode of this season. And it's an instant classic. Both the podcast episode and the fucking uh, intervention episode. So that's up. And you also got um, a Princess Diary episode for me. A Princess Diaries episode for me last night. Where I just... <laughs> I just talk about all the problems that I'm having. And basically Steve Jobs' ghost is haunting me. And I just want to continue that story today. Because what I talked about was how I need to buy a new computer. Because my old MacBook Air was no longer working and how suspicious that was (laughs) that it just stopped working. And, you know, I don't like to spend money. Big purchases I have not planned for many months on like really get me going, but I recently got on Wellbutrin (laughs) and yesterday I was like, oh, okay, I'll just get a new one. And I was like, whoa, who the fuck is that? Just talking all calmly. Wait, that's me. Even today. So I had, I, I need to go to Best Buy. So Best Buy didn't open till 10. I couldn't go to Apple because you need an appointment to even shop at Apple right now. And I got five fucking kids. So what I need, and I couldn't like just be over there appointment shopping at Apple. Like I had no intention of bringing the kids in. Is it illegal to leave children in the car? Kind of. Kind of depends on the age. Uh, kind of depends on the age. But here's the thing. I'm not bringing five kids into the Apple store for a purchase and I'm since I know I'm gonna leave them in the car well why do I have five kids with me because my husband had to get a second vaccine shot and his ass is uh gotta go to work so I'm not bringing them in so I can't go someplace where I gotta be in there forever so I just like I gotta go to Best Buy I'll just get there at 10 when they open I'll walk in and be like sell me a MacBook Air and they'll throw one at me and I'll just buy it and run back out and that's pretty much what fucking happened and I was all calm about that. I was just swipey, swipey with my car. Just no biggie. Mm, let's just go. Do, 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 do. Buying an overpriced piece of machinery. No problem. So <laughs> I was like, look at this. No feelings. Love this. Numb. Mm. And so, <laughs> so I get the fuck home. I, I also have to drop something off to be mailed. I get to Best Buy and then I buy the kids lunch and we go, we get home. And I feed them lunch and as I'm I'm like, okay, so that's done. So then I look over at my computer, my old computer, by the way, what was the problem with the old computer? It wasn't charging. 
um, something was going on with the battery. And it wasn't that thing where, cause sometimes it'll stop charging to save battery life. But everything I read said that this was, it would do this. And then once you got below a certain amount, it would, and I was way, like it was about to be gone forever. And before I left for the fucking store, I looked over at that fucking computer and I was like, still not charging. Okay. I get back with a brand new computer, still shrink back by the way. And the old computer's working. Steve Jobs ghost is haunting me. He is. He's listening to my phone calls. He's he's doing it. And so <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh premedicated me would be uh very upset right now, but post-medicated me is just like, all right, here's the deal. I'm actually recording on the old one right now because I still haven't taken the shrink wrap off the other one. I was gonna like drive it back and give it and like return it. There's a restocking fee, but okay, it is what it is. But here's the thing. I think there's a short in it. I think it's something like that. I think that what's gonna happen is it's gonna work again for another week, two weeks, maybe even a month, and then it's gonna do it again. And I'm gonna feel like an asshole because I took the, I, I'm not gonna do that. Um, I'm also, I'm thinking about selling it, but I'm having some moral issues with selling it. <laughs> Even if I tell I just don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I feel like I could sell it to a pawn shop and I feel fine about that, but I also wouldn't get very much money for it. And I don't want to sell it on Facebook marketplace. I don't know. I bought plenty of things on Craigslist and Facebook marketplace and it was fine. And every time I buy something, I'm like taking a leap on it. You know, um, I talked about my oldest son's iPad. So he got an iPad when he was 10 and I gave him a hand-me-down iPad because I was like, you ain't gonna be breaking up new shit up in this bitch and then I'm gonna be mad. So let's just make it so I don't have to be mad. Let's just, let's just get rid of that. So I gave him a hand-me-down iPad of my own. His birthday is a week before mine. So, and I got an iPad for my birthday. So, and I got it early. And so I gave him my old iPad. But my old iPad was an old use. It was used when I got it. And so eventually um, it just got to the point where it doesn't want to take any more updates. It's not going to take any more updates. It's done with that. Um, and I recently bought him a newer one just because I was like, okay, well, he's been doing very well. I'm going to I'm gonna trust him with something a little more expensive. And um, I bought that off of Craigslist from... Uh, I want to say a boy. I mean, he was large, but I, he could, he was probably fucking 20 years old. He's, he wasn't, he was, he was young. And, you know, it, there's a level of trust in that. And I paid a decent price. Wasn't very expensive. Wasn't very, wasn't super cheap. Wasn't super expensive. It was just like a decent price. And, you know, I met him at the grocery store during COVID, <laughs> by the way. I met him at the grocery store and his mom was driving him. It was a little old lady driving him that like clocked us his mom right away. And he, you know, he opened up, he had his accessories and all, he opened he was explaining stuff to me and he was showing me this and he was promising me that and da, 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 da. And he'd also given me like some extra stuff. Just, I didn't, even though I just bought the iPad, he brought like some covers and things like that. And he told me he was selling it because he wanted to buy something. It was something else he wants to buy. And um, that's why he was selling. And so like, there's a level of trust in that. 
I know I'm the only person that has a level of trust in people when doing stuff like this. I know that you're like, guys, Craig, Craigslist is accessible. But I just don't, I don't feel great about selling it right now. Um, even saying like, hey, the battery stopped charging for some reason and it started charging. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe I'll just put it back in its box and save it. I, I don't fucking know. But I just want to tell you that that happened this morning. That one, I am proud of myself that I, I was able to do it because I have such anxiety around those types of things. Like, I'll be like, at ah, cheese, what do you want me to be homeless? Like I, money is such a big stressor for me. And I have been doing the work of like leaving a poverty mindset, even though it's hard to like get rid of that shit as you get older, but also the medication helps. It just does. So that's what happened today. Um, what else has been going on? I also have been shopping for a swimsuit because I am taking my kids to the beach in June. Um, some of my kids have never been to the fucking beach. And what I did was I found an Airbnb that is on the beach in Galveston. Um, don't get excited. It's not that ex- it wasn't that expensive. It's not nice, but it's big enough for my whole family. And it's like, it's like an apartment. So it's like a building. So there's an apartment on top and an apartment on the bottom. It's like a, kind of a duplex. The doors are right next to each other. And I'm going to rent the bottom for two days. And the reason I got it near the beach is because like COVID guys. So what I want to do, and we're going Sunday, Monday and coming home Tuesday. So what I want to do, we'll get there Sunday evening, get to Galveston Sunday evening. And then Monday, I want to spend on the beach Monday morning on the beach is not going to be crowded. I, I feel like I can find, I feel like even though it's going to be summer, I feel like a Monday morning on a beach is going to be fine. Okay. And I wanted it close because I wanted to just be able to walk to the beach. So, if, so in June we get to Galveston, I'm sure nobody's wearing a mask over there. I'm sure. But we get to Galveston and it's not even possible to walk on the pier. It's not even possible to do anything down there because, I don't know, everyone's crawling with fucking COVID. Then I can still take my kids to the beach. We can order pizza. We can go get takeout from shrimp and stuff or whatever. And and we can stay in the Airbnb and just walk to the beach and, and do that type of stuff. That's what I wanted. That's what I was planning. So I have that happening. I need a, I want to buy a new bathing suit. More, I don't need a new bathing suit. I have two bathing suits that work just fine. Um... But I wanted to buy one kind of, because I bought all the kids new ones. They needed ones this year. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to buy myself a new bathing suit as like a, as like an, uh, a kind of talisman. Like, like summer is going to come, bitch. We're going to have a summer. And I just was looking around and I was on Target's website. I saw someone I like, it's so interesting because when it comes to clothes normally, I am a very neutral type of girl. I don't like a lot of bright colors on my body. Um, I like bright accessories, but not bright colors on the body. Like not a bright, bright shirt. I don't like that. I like neutrals. Um, I just think, I don't know. I think they go with everything. I don't like bright nail polish colors. I like neutral colors that that go with everything you're wearing. But, um, it's, it's just, it's just a quirk of mine. But for swimsuits, I like bright colors. I feel like what, what else you wearing this for? It needs to be bright. I like a good pattern. Um, and I saw some cute things and what I really liked about the Target website is that they had like back fat on them. Like they had, they had a variety of models. Um, each, each swimsuit had a variety of models 
And like you could see people had back rolls. Back rolls. Yeah, they had back rolls. And so they, they back rolls. I don't get cute. I get drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> I fucking love Alyssa Edwards. Um so I I was like, good, good. Because it doesn't do me any good to see it on like some teenager. Like, that's not what I'm gonna look like. I'm gonna look like me. And I don't wanna buy clothes that I can't wear. I don't wanna buy clothes that will look unflattering on me. I have, I have really gone throughout this pandemic. I mean, I'm, I'm not someone who keeps a lot of clothes anyway, but I really went through stuff. And like, if I would the, were to pass it in my closet and be like, no, I'm not gonna wear that, I got rid of it. I do not want things that I cannot wear or won't wear. And yeah, I want to see some back rolls. I want to see not flat stomachs. I want to see people that look like me. And it, it's just like really refreshing. I guess it's the, probably the same way you feel if you um, have a small bosom and you're looking for clothes and every per, every model has two watermelons strapped to her chest. And you're like, I don't, okay, well, nice, good for her. What's it going to look like on me? Is it going to like... What's, or same, probably if you're a petite person, I'm not a petite person. I'm 5'4". I feel 5'5"-ish. Five, five and that's like on the border of petite. I'm not like 5'1 or anything. But imagine being like, you know, 5'2"-ish. And every model you see when you're trying to find clothes online, it's like 5'10". And you're like, okay, that looks fine when you have legs that go really, really high. But what about these little legs? What What's it kind of look like that? And I, and so I just really appreciate the diversity on Target's website. Um, they're not super, I mean, maybe they are super like vocal about it, but they're, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of shit about them being like, look, we got diverse models. It just happens with like, even in the store, there's tons of pictures and stuff and they're not all skinny young people. And I, I just really appreciate that. Um, I, so I was tweeting about this and I'm back on Twitter, by the way. Uh, I just, Marcus Limonis, do not judge me. That's all I can say. I'm, I have to live my life regardless of what Marcus Limonis thinks. And he, like, you know, people were joining in and talking about stuff. And, you know, there's that question of like, I guess in terms of fatness, like I am a fat person. I have no intention of not being a fat person. And I, and that's been for like 20 years. I think I've only been really saying it about seven or eight years to being like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not looking for any dieting tips or anything like that. Now I do want to get better with the food I've eaten. In fact, I am better. I used to like, in my twenties, I used to just like keep a two liter of Dr. Pepper next to my bed at night and just a couple of Kit Kats, just in case I want to roll over and eat one. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> I can't believe I used to eat like that. Um, I am getting better at the way I eat and like being like, okay, so I'm gonna have kind of a longish day. I don't wanna be sitting here on a sugar crash. Like, let's just make sure you get food at good times and that helps with depression. Like I've been more cognizant and I will get better and better and better. I cook more, I certainly cook more than I did in my 20s. Um, and cooking for yourself is always better than eating out in terms of uh, uh, healthiness because you just would never put as much butter and sugar and stuff in things as they do in restaurants or processing because because it would look ridiculous to you. you just be like, I cannot pour eight pounds of sugar into this. 
Um, just, just cooking it yourself is always a smidge more healthy. There are exceptions, obviously, but nachos at home tend to be a little more healthier than nachos out, anything compared. So I have been better about cooking at home. I've been better about like looking at food and about like, like I don't really care about being skinny. I've never been skinny ever. So, I mean, I guess the closest I came to being skinny is when I lived in New York and I had to walk everywhere. I did lose quite a bit of weight there, but I wasn't like I was tracking like, ooh, let me figure out why I'm gonna lose this weight. I was more like, oh, these clothes fit. I just, I wanna focus on my relationship with food. I want to be not in the throes of addiction. I don't wanna binge food. I don't want to place a lot of emotional importance on food. Like those are my goals. I've never, I just, it's just never not going to be, a, it's never going to be a goal to be like, well, when I'm not fat, well, I don't, that's, I'm always going to be fat. And in terms of like activity and exercise, I just really want to be, I want to be able to go places like the walks I do and stuff because I want to be able to like walk and not, I don't know, die in the street. <laughs> when um, things open back up, safely because things are some things are open up guys we're not post-pandemic i don't know why people keep using those words we're not post-pandemic we're in the midst of a pandemic but once i i do want to do something like a boxing class or something, like i because i want to be strong i want to be able to beat bitches asses is what i'm trying to say i want to be a strong person i want to be able to lift people up and throw them and if i have to like start a fight in the target parking lot i want to be able to fucking do that but in terms of like weight, it's just not how I think of things. And this might be because I've been a fat person a long time. Like all my life I've been big. But I just I I just got no interest in it. And um so people were talking about bathing suits and stuff and, and swimsuits and like covering things and like I guess people wear dresses into the ocean. I'm not gonna wear a dress into the ocean. I saw some stuff on Lane Bryant's website where they had like flutter sleeves. These flutter sleeves look like the sleeves on a work top. I was like, you're gonna go into the ocean wearing puff sleeves? Guys, remember how Anna Green gave us one of those fucking puff sleeves? <laughs> Love that fucking book. Love it. Um, what does it say? Oh yeah, I just want a bathing suit. I'm not I'm not worried about how my body looks. I'm like, I live with somebody who wants to fuck me all the time. Like if I ever even just like have a small hint of like, maybe I want to have sex. Doesn't matter. He's he's read my mind. He's over it. I, I, I don't feel, I don't, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about looking desirable to people. And my kids know what my body look like. They see me all the time. I'm... I'm unconcerned with other people on the beach, if you know what I mean. And, and I just want them to stay six feet away. But I'm not like, oh, is that person thinking I'm fat? Well, if they are, they're right. I am fat. So what, what of it? I've thoroughly enjoyed being fat too. Um, I just want a bathing suit. And I'm not like, like I see a lot of dresses and like bike shorts. One thing to know about me is I fucking hate bike shorts. I fucking hate them. They are so fucking ugly. Every time I see someone, I think of Eric from the real world. I hate bike shorts. Doesn't mean like if you're wearing bike shorts right now, I hate you. What I am saying is that I just won't be commenting on your outfit. I don't know. I, I hate them. I fucking hate bike shorts. Um, <laughs> Just like, I don't want any of that. I just want a, a bathing suit 
that is brightly colored. It has a nice pattern. I'm not going to like be doing much swimming. I'm not a great swimmer. I have to teach myself how to swim at like 36 or something. <laughs> so, so I'm not a great swimmer. I don't plan to be all out in the water like that. My husband's a, you guys know how polar bears on the land are so big and clumsy. They kind of lumber around and like that. And, but if you go to the zoo up top, the polar bears are just like, you know, just huge things. They weigh from like 350 to like a thousand pounds. The polar bears are huge. And, but if you go down to the bottom part of the exhibit, what you can see usually is the water feature, like underwater. So it's more like an aquarium. And when you watch them swimming down there, they look like these big white clouds, like just sailing through. They're so fucking graceful under the water. And it doesn't even look like the same um, creature. It doesn't, that's what my husband is like. My husband's such a big ass motherfucker. And then he gets in the water and he's just like, glide and he swims like a fucking black mermaid can't take it so my I feel comfortable and I swim well enough I taught myself how to float I taught myself how to get around just growing up my mother hated the, the my mother is afraid of water and my brothers all spent summers other places and learned how to swim there and I never did like we're, we weren't allowed to go around water and by the time I was old enough to like just go to the pool and, and be like, fuck it. If she, if she gets mad at me, she gets mad at me. I was like, I was, uh, I was on to other things. Um, and so teaching myself how to swim was like a real empowering thing. But at this point, I'm not a great swimmer, but I can float and I feel comfortable enough, like monitoring my children in the pool. That's how well I swim. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not fucking doing the Olympics, but I, I went from not being able to float, not being able to put my head underwater, not being able to flip underwater. I can do that now. And from just going down to the pool like two or three times a week when I was like 36 and just before I had kids and just, and just practicing things, practicing putting your face down, practicing floating, practicing, like just doing that by myself. So I feel comfortable with that, but at the beach, my husband, if they want to go out further than their legs, my husband has to go with them. I can't do that. I'm not going to do that at the beach. And he's not going to stay at the beach the whole time because he's got a timer on these type of things. So I can see him coming with us. They swim a little further and they enjoy with daddy and daddy being like, I am going back to the house. I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to lie down. And uh, me being like, okay, chop, chop, guys. Uh, any, if you're over water, over your knees, you're grounded. <laughs> so... So, I mean, in the swimsuit, I don't plan to be doing a lot of swimming. I'm not going to be running nowhere. I'm just going to be yelling. I'm looking for a swimsuit suitable for saying, put that out of your mouth. Get that, put that, put that down. You know what? You don't listen. That's what it is. You don't listen. <laughs> come over here. Time out. You have to come over here and sit down. No, no, no. Don't hit your brother. Don't hit him. Don't. Didn't I say don't hit him? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking for. What kind of baby suit will go with that? And I also know that I'm just going to have like, I kind of decided I'm going to get like a big floppy sun hat. So I can like, as a prop, so I can kind of cosplay Diane Keaton on a beach somewhere. I'm just going to like push it down and pull it up and like throw it places. And I'm, it's just, it's really going to be a prop. And so, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I want to give my kids this experience 
some of them haven't been to the beach before, but like I said, growing up, I really didn't do things like this. If I did, it was with a relative maybe, or a, um, or like a school thing. Cause I did grow up around the beach. I just didn't go. And maybe if I had grown up around the beach, I'd be like a beach person. I mean, I doubt it. It's, um, it's, um, dirt. <laughs> it's just dirt. It's salty dirt. <laughs> Dolphins. Everybody uses that, uses that ocean as a restroom. Oceans are filthy. And <laughs> dolphins rape people out there. It's, it's disgusting. All of it's disgusting. So probably I wouldn't be, but maybe I would. Who knows? I want to give them this experience. I don't want to limit their experience to the things I want to do and I like. I want to be like, I want to take them to the beach sometimes and maybe they'll be beach people. You know, it's fine. All right, so I've talked long enough. Let's, let's talk about this fucking, let's talk about this fucking, uh, this episode. So listen, <laughs> somebody commented on my Instagram and was like, is this just all women? Is it mostly women or they just have the most compelling stories? It's both. The women on my 600 pound life usually have more compelling stories than the men. I feel like the men's stories are usually grosser. And also, I'm not trying to be rude. I don't usually care about men. And I don't mean that in a like, like I don't walk around being like, being like, Kill all men. I don't think like that. But I'm saying that I, I'm i looking for stories that I find interesting. And obviously, I'm going to find stories interesting where I can see myself in them. So a lot of times, I don't, like, I don't think of the men stuff. That And also, the last three episodes of this series are going to be on Stephen Asante. So I'm like, and his brother, and his daddy, and all that. And so I was like, we're going to be, like, balled out by the time we get there. So let's just, let's just, uh, look at some women. But you know what? Today I, I did have my eye on a man episode and I ended up with, uh, choosing, um, season eight, episode four. And that came out in, uh, January 22nd of, of 2020, which means just before the pandemic. And it's probably the most recent episode we're going to watch. Um, JT's story um, JT lives in Claremont, Oklahoma. Uh, he's 32-ish years old. He, when we first see him, he and a dog are eating pizza. <laughs> Story of my fucking life, me and a dog eating pizza. <laughs> he and a dog are eating pizza. And he's telling us that all his days are the same. He wakes up and eats and he eats as much as he can until he goes to sleep. He says his girlfriend, Jessica, or fiance. So in all the, you know what? I'll come back to that. His girlfriend wakes up. And leaves probably before he does. But before she does, she leaves something he'd like next to, like, by the bed. And this is a ton of food. Like, uh, it's like two or three pizzas. It looks like some wings and breadsticks. He said food comforts him more than he than people can. Um, JT showers about once a week. But it's hard for him to do that. He's mobile. But it's, it's even difficult for him to get out of bed because he kind of sinks into the bed. And he has a big lymphedema mass on his left leg that hurts a lot. Now, in the previews and in the description, it basically says that this lymphedema mass weighs 100 pounds. I don't know that they say this throughout the um, throughout the episode, but it's my understanding that the mass weighs 100 pounds. And it's like 100 pounds on his thigh of his left, like down the thigh to his knee, and then it hangs. So it makes it hard for him to walk. It's super painful. Again, like, so I've talked to you guys. I have lymphedema. So I, um, 
I had some immunity issues in college. I was hospitalized and I got lymphedema from some procedures I had to have. So I don't have like, my immune system's uh, compromised. And so like, uh, Wendy Williams has lymphedema too. And I don't like explaining to people what I have because then they Google it and it looks like something like this. And this is like extreme, extreme, like really bad stuff. Um, my, my, my ankles and feet will swell in, in, in warm weather if I stand on them a lot and stuff. And sometimes I have to, um, I have to like have bed rest and stuff. And then, uh, the two times, like, I don't, if you've been a Patreon of mine, if you've been on this, this, uh, been listening to me since, uh, my Tory Spelling days, um, the two times I've been hospital, I've had to go to the hospital and had to not do the show. I've been because of um, an infection having to do with lymphedema because the lymph fluid pools. That's what makes that's what makes the swelling um, pools. And if like there's any issue with like um, an injury or a cut or something like when you look at JT's feet and things, if you see his feet are very crusted over. I mean his toenails are super long. I'm I it's. I'm sure he's got a lot of injuries in his legs, in his feet that he can't even tell, like tears and stuff. So like, so in my case, I have to like worry about my legs the way diabetics worry about their legs, right? So I, I just gotta make sure that like, I don't let, I don't get any cuts or scrapes or anything or anything like that because uh, I, I can get infections very easily because I have all that lymph, that, 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 that fluid down there can get infected. So many times throughout this episode, when JT's talking about infections, he's talking about a lymphedema infection. But if you look at JT's legs, JT has these huge swollen legs. Um, his legs are crazy swollen. Um, they're like misshapen. They're, they're the shape of them, there's like, uh, it's, it's just very hard to describe. Um, then he has this huge mass that you would think is like a stomach or something, but it's not a stomach. It's a, it's just, it looks like, it looks as if his stomach is hanging down to the ground. And, um, and this is all the cause of lymphedema. It's part, like lymphedema is exasperated by weight. Uh, you know, and when I was much heavier than this, my lymphedema was worse. And as I lose weight, it gets, it, it, uh, it's, it's not a big deal. Um, it, it, like you need to eat the correct foods, you need to take care of your limbs. You just need to be careful. Um, Wendy Williams has that little machine where she puts her feet and her legs in there. And like, you can get lymphedema in your arms because you have lymph nodes all, all right. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say her explain all this, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, ther- there's therapy you can get there. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do. And one of the best things you can do is like, one, don't let your weight get above a certain amount because then stuff like this happens. And two, take impeccable care of your body, like making sure that you you have good hygiene. That means you have to wash. And I mean, so when he's like, I only go to the bathroom, I only take a shower once a week. I'm like, okay, well, that's not great for down there because if you get like, uh, if you get like athlete's foot, if you get like any of that shit can, can like supercharge an infection and then that shit gets in your bloodstream. Like you're, anyway, so... 
like I, I definitely empathize with him. I and even though like I don't have anywhere near those type of problems, I I understand like when I was like twenty and diagnosed with him, being like, hey, that's gonna be, like there's that you just need to be careful about these things. He was about twenty when he got his diagnosis with lymphedema too, except he had that huge like almost I almost want to call it a goiter. It's 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 really big, guys, and. It's stretching his skin. It's pulling him down. It's keeping him from being mo- uh, mo- mobile. Um, at some point, we see him use the restroom. And he cramps himself into this tiny little space to do it. It would be a, like a tight space for any of us. Just It's a small bathroom. And it's just the way the toilet's facing. Like, two people couldn't stand over there. Uh, but his body, like, he crams himself in there to do that. He sits, so I'm assuming he's taking a shit. Uh... I don't know. We get the shower scene. He has to have a standing shower because he could not lift his left leg over the rim of a tub. Like he, he would not be able to do that. And he says he can stand for about 15 minutes at a time. But also he mentions this hot water's bad for his lymphedema. Hot heat makes you swell. So he can't, he shouldn't be in like a bunch of hot water all the time. And he can mostly wash his top part but the bottom part is tough. He's like, you know, trying to get in folds and stuff. And he says that afterwards he has to sit down, usually naked because he's so tired. As, as for clothes, he only has one pair of pants that fits um, and a few shirts. His clothes are torn and ripped and they have lots of holes in them. And I'm like, so it gives the impression of him. It gives the impression of him being some sort of monster even almost Hulk-like, you know how Hulk has always got torn clothes on because of, you know, you know who the Incredible Hulk is. But, or like long-term prisons in some of these third world countries um, where, uh, you know, America does prisons best because that's all we do, fucking do. But you understand what I'm saying, like, and you guys have heard, fuck, what country was this in South America? Where... Many times you go to prison and they don't have, there's no like human rights uh, requirements. They don't have to like give you clothes. You have to barter for clothes. Like you have to barter for food and stuff like that. And you see people in there that are just like not wearing any clothes and stuff and, and ripped and tattered and look like they've been like underneath the prison for a hundred years. That's, he, he doesn't, he doesn't look cared for and he doesn't look human in some aspects. Um, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about his size. I'm talking about the body in the way that he he has this big mass that's on the ground. His, his legs are misformed. His, uh, his clothing is ripped. And it's not, a, it's not a great sight. I'm just looking at it and I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but it's quite obvious that he is incredibly poor. Right? He's, this is not a person of means in any way. Um, he says because he has so few clothes, he wears the same thing over and over again because he didn't have much. And if he gets bigger, it'll just rip right off him. But also it might just rip the shreds from being worn so much. He actually went back into the bathroom and put on the same clothes that he took off. Um, and when he did that, he bent down naked directly in front of the camera. It was blurred out, but I'm like, Guys, remember, you don't go on the show unless you... You don't do stuff like this unless you have to. This is... 
there are two, maybe three people in that room with him that we don't see that he has to do all this in front of. Okay, so JT says that even with all of his pain and shit, he can't stop eating. Um, he All he wants is food. If his fiance Jessica isn't back, he'll make the food, but his portion, but that's, he said there's, there's good and bad to that because she'll do, she'll get the food, but if he gets the food, he can like do whatever portions he wants. Um, he eats a whole pack of breakfast sausages and that was probably six or seven eggs on his plate, scrambled eggs. Cause you know, scrambled eggs can look, uh, can look deceiving on how many there are and a whole fucking can of biscuits. He says eating is better than sex. Listen, I know I've talked to you guys about him reading, them reading these things. Like these voiceovers are obviously read. You can tell by just the way they, you can tell by the way that it's, it's coming off. But whoever wrote his voiceover script absolutely writes Twilight fan fiction because he says, this is what he says. When, when I eat, I'm transport, I'm transported to a place with no pain, no weight, no sadness. It's just me and food. And I'm like, he didn't fucking say that. He didn't say I'm transported to a place with no pain, no weight, no sadness. He didn't say that. He said some other stuff that probably boiled down to that. But I was like, girl, if you don't get back to your fucking fan fiction. Um, he says if he's awake, he's either eating or waiting to eat. If he's sleeping, he's dreaming about sleeping. If he eats everything in the house before Jessica comes back, he will go to sleep until she comes back with more food. And to, we watch him to sleep. He scoots to the back of the bed that's in the corner. This is a tiny bed. And props himself up against the corner and puts a pillow behind his head and goes to sleep in that position. Again, he looks... He gives me Mighty Joe Young tease. You guys remember that fucking movie with Charlize Theron where it was just this huge, I was about to say Donkey Kong. Not Donkey Kong, but this huge, like, is it an ape? I don't know, gorilla? I don't know. It's this huge gorilla that they are trying to control and Charlize Theron is very, It's he gives me that. It, like I said, it looks like he is not being treated like a human. He's not, there's not a lot of humanity in what I'm looking at. And it hurts to say that because already fat people are treated subhuman all the time. And it's almost sometimes like you have to fight for your humanity that just because my body doesn't look the way you want it to doesn't mean I'm not a person and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't even know what I'm saying here. I just, it made me really sad the condition that he lives in. I know part, I, I know part of his, of his making, but I was just like, I just, it's tough. Um, so Jessica calls and asks him to bring in groceries and he answers and starts to walk out and like, and he hates it because she knows that he will do anything to get the food in the house. And that means like wobbling to the door to get it and everything. This is the first time we see Jessica. Jessica Jessica's overweight herself. And I'm going to say this entire episode 
Jessica's face looks so dour. She, this is, she's one of the most unhappy people I've ever seen on my fucking TV. She, she, and I, maybe unhappy is the wrong word. For a lot of it, she's showing no emotion, regardless of what the fuck is happening. She is showing no emotion and her face is downturned, but she's, but she's not, I don't know. There's something about it. Uh, I'm like, okay, well, what is this? Um, she says that when he, she met him, he, she, he could do a lot more than he could do now, but he, he's gained quite a bit of weight since they got together. She says that he can be very mad when she talks about his weight or tries to influence his eating choices and he gets very angry. So she just does whatever he wants. Uh, JT says he loves sugar, but he really likes peanut butter. He sits there and eats a bunch of Reese's cups and the dog and Jessica look, just look on both looking sad as fuck. I want some fucking Reese's Cups. So, you know, <laughs> you know the peanut butter, unquote, unquote, peanut butter in Reese's Cups is absolutely not fucking peanut butter. It's more like a, it's more like a peanut butter flavored custard almost, but th there's a texture to it. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. I could do like 50 of them, like <laughs> I can do 50 of them right now. So we start talking about JT's, you know, we got to do where he came from. JT's baby picture is super cute. He is the oldest of four. He grew up pretty poor, but his dad worked for a hot dog restaurant and they could eat there for free. So they did a lot. Um, his parents started doing drugs and that affected his childhood, of course. Um, he was the oldest. He felt responsible for his family. Um, just shit wasn't great at home. He started gaining weight. Uh... Food was kind of a comfort. He said his weight tripled at some point. By the time he was 13, he was at 300 pounds. It's very large. That's very large. Um, he's tall. And I can see how... I mean, I don't know how tall he was at fucking 13. But... Especially with men. We tend to do this thing where... If a man is like tall and fat, it's fine. Like my husband's like fat. But he didn't grow up fat. He, he's, I've seen... He used to be super skinny. But... Um, he's a tall guy, so nobody thinks of him as a fat guy, ever. He just, he's just a big man. Um, and I can see how... At some point, people just be like, well, JT's just a big guy. And, but I'm thinking at 13 to 300 pounds, there are some questions about it. Uh, he said he couldn't fit in any of the desks in school. Um, he probably had those you know, the desks that have the seat attached. He'd have to sit at a table in a chair in front of the class. He said almost like he was on display. He didn't have any friends. He just had food in his family. By the time he's in high school, he weighs 450 pounds. He got a job at a fast food place because his family needed him to, to work. And he ate a lot of fast food. He was in school all day and working at fast food all fucking night. And he made what they needed to, like, to take care of his siblings and, and everything. But... You know, it was a lot of pressure. He was depressed. He graduated high school at 550 pounds and got a job at a pizza place where he could eat free. By the end of the day, he would have eaten four or five pizzas on his own and a bunch of breadsticks and cinnamon sticks. So that's a Domino's, right? He says he doesn't just like to eat. He wants to, he also wants to feed other people. Um, it feels like love to him. By 22, he was at 600 pounds. And 600 is when the lymphedema mask, mask, excuse me, the lymphedema mass 
started to appear on his leg. Um, his mother and him went to the doctor. They told they diagnosed him. They told him he had to lose weight. They told him he'd be dead by 31. Um, he, by 25, he had to stop working and he got on disability. And he started living alone because he just, I mean, he'd been like taking care of his family and bringing food, bringing food and money into the home since he was fucking 16 years old. And he just felt like a burden. He didn't want to be a burden. So he moved out by himself, but he was lonely living alone and got himself with that dog, Bella. But it really didn't, it wasn't super helpful with his depression. Um, as for Jessica, she and JT met on a dating app. And it doesn't say when. She says that when she went to meet him for the first time in his house, she didn't notice his weight. His personality was so important. So that's a lie, right? That's a lie, Jessica. Um, I Once we talk about the rest of the episode, I get the impression that they have not been together very long maybe six months or so, um, I would guess. And there's no fucking way you didn't notice his fucking weight, Jessica. Maybe, maybe they've been together, even if they've been together two years, there's no fucking way because he's 32. And by the time he was 22, he was 600 pounds. You did notice his weight. What, you don't have fucking eyes, Jessica? I just, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here shitting on Jessica because Jessica is in a relationship with a a massively overweight man. I'm not saying that. I'm just like, don't, don't piss on me and tell me it's raining, Jessica. You did notice his weight. I also wonder what she gets from this relationship because it's very obvious she's the caretaker. She gets up early to get him food. She goes shopping. She has to do all these things. They, they also, in the summary for this episode one of the reasons I chose it is because um you're talking about Jessica and her three children I was like well where are the three children the three children never appear in this show so where do they live I I have questions and I have questions about Jessica and about what so what's the saying if you you sit at the table as long as you're being fed by it right um you sit, you sit at the table as long as you're getting something you want there. And when you're, and we're no longer being fed or served what you need at that table, you get up and leave. And so Jessica is in this relationship because she gets something from the relationship, whether that's validation that she's not worthy of love or whether that's validation that, or whether she needs someone to need her, whatever it is, she gets something that either confirms her life view or gives her a thing she thinks she needs. And I want to know what it is. I bet I, if I had to guess, I'd probably say that she is someone who has low self-esteem and JT, when he, we don't see much of it, but when he's, he's very polite, he's thank you and please and hello and he's, he's got manners. Um, but I bet you he's also got the gift of gab. I could a couple of places I saw it and I was like, okay, I bet you JT, uh, can talk. And maybe that's what it is, but I don't know. I just, I didn't know it was, yes, she did, babe. Yes, she did. So, by the way, while all this was going on, JT was making a banging ass taco salad or something. I don't know what it was. Like he had some fried fucking uh, tortillas and he just piled that shit up there. Some fried, maybe some fried shells. He had some guacamole. The guacamole looked fine. It didn't look amazing. It looked fine. I live around too much good guacamole. Um, 
I didn't look too closely, but my body was just responding to all that salt, fat, and cheese on that plate. I was like, what is that, bro? What do you got over there, JT? It looks so fucking good. <laughs> it also looked like, oh, I would have heartburns and shits for days after that. So while my body immediately like was like, ooh, what is that? My brain was like, girl, leave that alone. <laughs> leave that shit alone. That is going to rumble through our body. Do not eat that. <sighs> um, JT says he's 32 and he doesn't, have much, he doesn't know how much he weighs. He knows he's on borrowed time and that scares him. So Jessica says she loves JT and wants to have a family with him. Why? Why do you want to have a family with him? Hmm? Apparently you already have three kids and also they are living in the t a very tiny space. It's It looks like a studio of some sort. And the two of them sleep on what looks like a queen or double mattress on the floor. There is no fitted sheet. Y'all know what I see when I see a bare mattress. I see squatters. A bare mattress might as well be saw eight, okay? I don't... <laughs> No, 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 no. But they're, they're, they've just got some uh, sheet somewhere on there. I, they go to bed. I don't even know how they do that. It's such a small bed. It's like a queen or like a full. It's not big. Um, Bella finds a way to be on the bed too. I think that's because JT is like sitting up leaning against the wall. It is a portrait of sadness. It's, it's, it's poverty uh, mental health shit. It looks, it looks like a place I don't want to fucking be. It really does that. That as they go to that commercial and you just see them lying in the bed, that's part bare mattress and the dog and and he's leaned up against the wall and shit. I'm like, that's what I. That's what I felt. Um, despair. Um. So they're going to Houston, Texas. It's an eight hour drive. You know, that's where Dr. Down is. But they don't know how long it will take them because, you know, it's hard to get to these places. Um, Jessica went to rent a minivan and they're gonna lay down the seats so we can lay in the back. She comes back with a, my exact minivan. Well, not exact, mine, mine is white, but that is my minivan. And I love that fucking minivan. It's the nicest car I've ever owned in my entire fucking life. I feel like a god in that minivan. <laughs> So happy my husband got me that minivan. Because when I had to get a new car, he was like, you need to get an SUV. And I did have an SUV and it was fine. It was fine. But um, I just wanted a minivan. I just wanted something that I wanted cup holders everywhere. I just wanted cup holders. That's what I want. I want a lot of cup holders. I want a lot of storage. I wanted a fucking vehicle that was like, hey, we know you're old and slow and you got a lot of kids with you. Let's make it comfortable. That's what I fucking wanted. And my husband tried to fight me on it. And then he came home on my nine-year-old's birthday with a with this beautiful minivan and was like, this is what we're going to do. And I was like, oh. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> when they, when they, they're going to lay, so everything lays flat in there, which is nice too. Because that's the other thing. He was like, well, you know how you like the haul shit. <laughs> and I do. I like to like donate, do donations. And I like to like take trash and I'm always filling up something and taking it somewhere. But, um, when everything lays flat, there's a lot of room for stuff. I, I have cleaned up at fucking Home Depot with, with the lay flat seats. And so, um, they're going to lay the seats flat. This is the other thing though. 
when the seats are laid flat, it's not very comfortable back there. You're not sitting on seats. It's uh, plastic and a carpet material. I mean, it's not for you to sit on. So I was like, dang, how's he going to get in there? And I mean, I don't think it's going to, it's probably bumpy as shit. I don't know. So she opens the back trunk so he can get in there. And he kind of throws himself in the minivan. He does this many times. He, the way he throws himself is like, what is that Olympic sport where you kind of have to throw yourself over? Like, it's almost limbo when in reverse. You, you don't go under, you go over without hitting it. Pause. I got to figure this out. I'm going to die if I don't remember. Okay. It's called, I think it's called the pole vault, but I prefer limbo in reverse. <laughs> but you know how they're kind of throwing, their backs are over there and they're kind of throwing themselves over it. That's how he gets on the things. Um, so he kind of throws himself into the minivan and shimmy, shimmy, shimmy's back. And it takes a while, obviously. I mean, uh, it's it's tough. Um, so he shimmy, shimmy's back to his to his back is to the driver's side, to where the driver and the passenger, the front is. Um, he only have two pillows with him. So they throw like two of these like real fucking anemic pillows in there, and I'm like, he needs more he needs like blankets and stuff because it's gonna be a rough ride and then i thought to myself princess you dumb bitch they don't own anything but that they don't they only own to look like filthy naked pillows that's it that's all they have um yeah and like i said despair and so he's holding on to these two thin ass fucking pillows as she drives off and he's just got to, like, fucking deal with it. Um, I know there are people listening to this that are like, yeah, that's what he gets because he's fat. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, he's a human. He's a human being. And and as much as this this whole fucking first part of the episode tried to really show him as some, like, sort of man beast, I he he's a human person. And regardless of how he got fat, I would like him to not be driving all fucking down the road, bumping and jumping. And every time you hit a fucking crack in the road in pain, like that, that, that looked painful to me. They end up stopping pretty soon. It's at Arby's, a place where one, you don't go unless you don't want to live. And two, I love, I love Arby's. I can't eat there very often. Arby's has cheese sticks. They taste like Arby's grease. That's what they taste like. And they're fucking delicious. They're huge and delicious. Um, I, we got the meats, RRB said. They they just basically roll up. You be like, they're like, what kind of meat you want to throw in here? And you're like, deer and gator. And they throw meat onto a bun and then pour liquid cheese all over it. Ugh, I hate like I hate runny cheese. But uh, that's what they do with RRB. You just hang a cow out the window, shave a little meat off the side, throw some, throw a gallon of fucking cheese on it and throw it in your car. <laughs> Arby's is like one of the worst places to eat. And I, I remember on Twitter a while ago, someone was talking about it. They like, this is really, the discourse around Arby's is so interesting to me because growing up, it was like a place to get a salad in the mall. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like the last maybe 10 years, they became the... If you kill it, we'll cook it type of place. And and just all the commercials are like, how much beef can we get on this? 
Ugh, when he goes to Arby's, they go to Arby's. Um, it's they've only gone, they've only been on the road two hours. And remember, it is how far is it? I don't remember what they told me. I don't know. He's all, he's got a few days to his to his uh appointment. And I think it's like eight hours or something like that away. So they go to a hotel. I have come to the conclusion that hotel pays for these, uh, these production pays for these hotels. Either they have a deal, some sort of like sponsorship deal with like, that looks like a Holiday Inn Express or a La Quinta. I don't know what the fuck that is. But I've seen too many of these newer episodes where they stop at one of these places and I'm like, the other guy, like Lindsay and stuff, maybe they afforded it. Maybe, maybe they could afford that. But JT and Jessica can't, can't afford this at all. There is no way they can afford to stop at the La Quinta or Holiday Inn Express. They can't do it. I just like saying La Quinta. <laughs> I don't think, I think it's a Holiday Inn Express or something like that. Um, the production has to pay for this. Uh, there, I, there's no way with someone with only two pillows can afford hotel rooms on the road, rent cars and gas. Somebody pays for this. Maybe I'm not doing the math right. You know, maybe it's one of those things where I'm not a drug addict, so it's hard for me to understand the mechanics of getting all that fucking money so you can do $100 a day. Like, people will be like, uh, if she does $100 a day in heroin, think if she stopped doing heroin, how much money she'd have. No, if she stopped doing heroin, she wouldn't need $100 a day, and she wouldn't be doing all that wild shit to get $100 a day. Uh, it's the math is, is you gotta be there to make that math work. And maybe that's, that's what I'm missing here. Like they totally can't afford that. I just, the math, I just don't understand the math yet. So JT has a shimmy out the back of the van. Um, and it's hard. <laughs> we had a lot of close up of his leg and lymphedema mass. And... The room is on the fourth floor and they need to get an elevator. And he's annoyed and picking at Jessica, telling her to hold the food better so it doesn't drop. Like, telling her to hurry up. She's so quiet when she answered, like, I'm not going to let the food drop. Like that. That's like, okay. And he's always like, where's the, on the fourth floor, where's the elevator? She's like, the elevator's over here. And so they take him a long time to walk there and get in the elevator. They don't show us, but I wonder if they got in that elevator together. I would not have gotten in the elevator with him. We don't know how much he weighs. Is that, like, fucked up of me? I, what are elevators? What's the weight thing on elevators? Like a thousand pounds? I'm fat. You extra fat. I'm not getting this elevator with you. No, 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 no. Um, so I, I feel like I would let him go up the elevator by himself and then I go in it. Is that, is that, do you guys think that's rude? I don't know. I just, I feel like when you're that size, there are a lot of things that like you and I don't think about. That we don't think about the fact that it takes, like, I, I don't get into elevators and think about, like, what's the what's the limit in here? I just think, okay, I'm going to get in the elevator. And it's because I don't really have to think about that. But JT doesn't live that, that type of life. JT can't sit in the car. JT can't do any of those things. At this point, I notice he's not wearing any shoes. He's walking up and down the halls of La Quinta or whatever, not even, no, he doesn't even have socks on. I don't think he owns shoes, guys. Is I don't think he owns shoes. This is how. Is that is, is that a wrong assumption of me? I don't think he owns shoes because here's why I don't think he owns shoes. 
because so he's got lymphedema and I'll tell you this right now if you are um, not taking care of yourself and your legs and ankles start to swell like even my like feet if my if it's really hot and I'm like eating a lot of salt and like just really not paying attention to taking care of myself my feet will swell and so I, it always better for me to be wearing my shoes, right? Because it, it actually is a natural, it prevents it from, from swelling because it's got something to push back against. So there's no space for it to swell. But if he was, does not wear shoes normally, I bet his feet don't fit in any shoes. And if he only has one pair of pants to his name and three shirts, I got a feeling he don't, he don't have shoes or he don't have shoes he can put his feet in. I just got a feeling. And that made me even like, okay, so now he's just walking down the fucking hallways of this fucking Holiday Express, um, Holiday Inn Express, and he's just barefoot. Um, so they get to the hotel room. He's worried the bed is going to break. Because at this point, remember, he can only be up for like 15 minutes at a time. His legs... This is, this is a lot of weight for his legs to be holding. And so at this point, he's like sweaty. He's, I mean, he thinks he's going to collapse. And he, you know, he's worried that the bed won't fit him. It'll just fall. And Jessica tells him to get on the bed slow. And JT says, ain't no slow about it. And does his little pole vault onto the, <laughs> pole vault, <laughs> Pole vault is not the word. <laughs> pole vault is. <laughs> pole vault is uh... <laughs> where they got that pole and they run down there. Why did I think it was pole vault? <laughs> and you motherfuckers weren't even going to correct me. Shit. I just texted my brother. It's high jump. <laughs> he used to do track and field and he currently uh, coaches it along with the football team <laughs> that it's a horizontal bar and they have to get over it <laughs> I told him I accidentally said pole vault and he's like pole vault <laughs> anyway he does that high jump move again onto the bed because he's like ain't no slow about it. there's no way there's he I don't have he doesn't have the strength to lower himself do, do you guys even think about how we sit in chairs how you and I, when we sit some, when we go in a chair, we, we are using our muscles without even thinking about it to lower ourselves in the chair, as opposed to just like kicking our feet out and falling into the chair, right? Who sits in chairs like that? Children, right? But he, he can't even do that. I mean, the bed holds, I'm happy for him, but, oh, it's really high. <sighs> So at this point, there may be seven hours. So I guess there were nine hours. So they're like seven hours. I guess total there were nine hours from Houston. There's seven hours now. And it's, they, they, the appointment's in two days. And they made it to Houston on time though. Um, we see them there. He's nervous. I think everyone who gets there is nervous. You've told yourself this will be the thing that'll work. It's your last hope. You want it to work. You're hoping everything will work out. Everyone who makes it to doctor now is nervous. And his weight is 892. And he gets in there, which is tough because he thought it would be over 700, but he was hoping it would be much more than that. He's like a few pounds short of 900 pounds. Like I said, he's, he weigh, he's big. Um, that's an understatement, but he's just a big, big person. So I just, 
maybe they don't normally do this shot, but they flashed a shot of the chairs in Dr. Now's room where they do the exam. And those chairs are really big. They look like two-seater chairs. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, one of my little weird little quirks is that when I watch sitcoms, I focus a lot on the set. I really like, I want to, I really want to pay attention to what's on the shelves in the rooms, what's on the, um, like what, what kitchen appliances they put in the kitchen. Um, when the people open the refrigerator, does it work? Like what, what is that? Like I, I have lots of questions about set sitcom sets in particular. Um, when I was watching Big Bang Theory, one of the things that really interested me was all the decorations of everybody's apartment. Like how they decorated Penny's apartment to look like um, Claire's threw up in there and, and Leonard and, and, uh, Sheldon's apartment looked like, I don't know. It looked like there used to be this nerd website that had all like collectibles and things. It looked like that threw up in there. But, um, uh, Bernadette and Howard, Bernadette's apartment was, was very different. The way they put desk everywhere was interesting. When Bernadette and Howie bought, not bought, his mother died and they inherited that house and it was like old lady house. And then they, then they remodeled it to be theirs. Some of the doors changed. Like if you're in the living room and you went to the left you should have gone outside. Like when it was Howie's mom's house, that was the front door. But now the, that that's a, I don't know, the weird comic book guy's room. And now the front door's on the right. That was, I, so then nobody cares about that. <laughs> nobody cares about this. But I'm always like, what kind of wallpaper is that? Oh, they've got this headboard. They've got that headboard. Are these the same headboards, but like in different colors? Did they buy these headboards together when they did the... <laughs> Why am I talking about that? I really do that. It's... If you want me to discuss the rooms of your favorite sitcom, let me fucking know. Um, oh, the chairs. I was like, oh, I never thought about that. Because a lot of times... When we get to the exam room, where Dr. Now comes in, the participant is already sitting down. But this time they weren't, and I could see that it's a, it's a, it's not a love, it's not a, you know how they have those big recliners where there, two people could technically sit in them? This was a chair, like an office chair that two people could technically sit in. I say, like, okay, that's interesting. That makes sense. Never thought about the fact, like, if you're Dr. Now's office manager, what kind of office furniture do you order? Hmm. So Dr. Now comes in and says, uh, listen, you're almost 900 pounds with severe lymphedema. I'm surprised you got here. He tells him, from Oklahoma, he tells him that, he tells him that JT is a difficult situation to crack. He examines the leg and says it's very important on getting that taken care of. Um, Dr. Now, <laughs> Dr. Now asks him what he does like all day in terms of activity and stuff. And JT says, eat, sleep, watch TV, play video games. Dr. Now asks him about his goal. <laughs> no, he says, what kind of activity do you get? And he's like, none. <laughs> 
Yeah. Come on, Dr. Now. And Dr. Now asked him about his goal in life. And JC, JT says something like, I want to see the world. I want to live in Japan. I want to go to Japan and live there. And then Dr. Now essentially goes, okay, well, you can't do that if you don't lose some weight. Dr. Now, who are, are you my mom in the 90s? Anytime I'd be like, I'm going to do this. Well, you, you probably got to lose some weight to do that. We don't do that. You gotta lose some weight to do that. Well, I just said, Mom, I, I, you know what? I think I, I think I might walk in the kitchen. Well, you should lose weight before you walk in the kitchen. Like that's what she fucking, Doctor. Now triggering. <laughs> so, Doctor now asks Jessica about her weight problem, unprompted. Cute, and then tells her that she needs to stop bringing food to JT. Um, Doctor now tells them basically says, uh, you need to move to Houston immediately because I don't see you being able to travel back and forth. And then also, if you want the surgery, you need, uh, you need to lose 150 pounds in two months. <sighs> okay. So JT is going home in the back of that minivan and regroup, and he's feeling very grateful this time. Day after they get back, JT is feeling sick and vomiting in a trash can. He thinks he pushes by too hard. My first fucking thought was, you have food poisoning. I don't know why. I just was like, you you have food poisoning. First of all, if he had a lymphedema infection, um, his, that lymph mask, mask, where that and his ankles and, and legs would be bright red and, uh, and they, they, I mean, he'd be throwing up, but he also, they, they'd hurt and they'd be swollen. They'd be warm to the touch. Um, all that. And so I was like, no, that looks like fucking food poisoning, bro. Um, and I'm just thinking, like, you're on the road eating fucking fast food and shit. But like I said, he thinks he pushes his body too hard. Jessica calls Dr. Now. And Dr. Now says go to the hospital because he might have a lymphedema infection, which should be serious. And he's right. It could be serious. And he had to go, she had to go rent a van just to take him to the ER. This van wasn't as nice. It was kind of poopy. At the ER, it's hard for him to get out. He's wearing purple shorts and that those shorts that he always wears and a large piece of purple fabric is in the van when he gets out. And I'm like, and I looked at it again, his shirt, his, his, his clothes are even more holy. At some point there, you can see it's been tied together. And I'm like, oh, he just lost a big part of his clothes in that van getting out of it <sighs> um next time we see him is at home and he had food poisoning and he said his lymphedema was it was exasperating his lymphedema so he was on antibiotics which which i took to mean that he had like a uh an infection brewing so it hadn't gotten to the point where you could see it but uh they were able to find it through like a blood test or uh, some other type of um examination or something and so they gave him some antibiotics um, you can tell it's bad because if you're not taking care of your lymphedema, um, like people can have lymphedema like up to their knees, you know what I'm saying? They could, it could be, it could be a big fucking deal. Um, if you're not taking care of it, you'll, it'll, it'll have a pitted, um, appearance like your feet or your ankles or wherever you're getting in it, it'll, it'll they'll look like pinpricks. And what it is, it's the fluid in your, this is gross, I'm sorry. It's the fluid that, the lymph fluid, it is starting to weep. It's going to come out through your skin. And 
It's one of the reasons you need to take care of it because it's really gross if you don't take care. Like, if you let yourself get to the point where you were just having all this, like, there could be liquid coming out of your body. It, your body can only, like, I don't want to explain the laws of war and <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> but it, 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 it can only stay for so long and it, it, it come, like, he doesn't look great. It's very obvious he's not taking care of himself. And I know I keep saying that, but it's so fucking obvious he needs a lot of help. And with, uh, with most of these people, I really think they should just be in the hospital. And I think he should too. Um, so as for diet and exercise, he is getting up and walking out and he's playing with Bella and walking her and he can do it for up to 30 minutes, which is like a big deal. He could only stand for 15 minutes earlier and they're walking the, you know, he and Jessica are working on their diet together. Jessica's on the fence about moving to Houston, but it, JT says it's the only way. And this is where I'm like, where are those fucking kids we were promised? Is that the reason you want to move to Houston? It's like, somebody say it. Somebody say like, hey, actually, I don't want to. And then also, like, how long have you guys been together? Have you guys been together like three months? She's got three fucking kids living with her mom or something. And you're just, and she doesn't want to fucking move to Houston. That makes sense. So next thing we see them, they're back in Houston, but the rental car broke down. And Dr. Now sent a medical transport to pick them up there. The, the rental car, the rental van broke down like a couple hours out of Houston. Um, he did that because otherwise J, like JT on the side of the road in Texas heat at his size, he'd probably be dead. Um, and like, what's he going to do? Ride with a tow truck? Like how's he going to fit in there? He needs a medical transport. Um, when doctor now gets to him, like at the hospital, JT's leg is very swollen for lymphedema. Like I said, he's that pitted skin that, that like he is, he's in a bad way. Okay. He is bad. It's, he's weeping from the mass. Like I said, the, that liquid will come out. If you, if you get so swollen that it starts to, it, it, it puts little pinpricks in the skin. And once those holes are there, it, the liquid can come out. Disgusting. Um, he's also bleeding. Because he got scratched by a piece of medical, like the, like something on the side of a gurney scratch, like just ran across the skin and he's bleeding um, a lot. Uh, it's not just like he has a scratch, he's bleeding. He's in a lot of pain. Dr. Now says he wants to remove that mask, but he's got to get the weight down for surgery. He says that even removing it, it might come back. It might because of the way his body is set up, but at a lower weight it's easier to deal with that. It's easier to be like, to have some, and the way he is, it's going to come back. The Just the way his skin is stretched, like it's going to come back. I just noticed that Dr. Now is wearing his Prince of Egypt stethoscope. Woo, <laughs> money, money, money. Um, <laughs> they're going to do some tests, but Dr. Now thinks he hasn't lost much weight. And I believe Dr. Now, because Dr. Now can like eyeball people at this point. And he wants to keep them there for about a month or so. My so at this point I go where the fuck is Bella? Y'all driving up back from Houston? Where is Bella? I think they're one of those people that think you can leave a dog in a house with some food and just deal with the shit when you come back, like the literal shit. I think they left the. I think they left Bella locked up in that little apartment, that terrible little apartment. 
So JT has been in, next time we see him, he's been in the hospital for two days. He needs to be in Houston from now on because his lymphedema has a small infection. Doctor now doesn't think he needs to make the drive anymore. Jessica doesn't want to move. She still doesn't want to move. I'm assuming Jessica works and I'm, I'm still thinking about those kids. And also, they she keeps talking about how she wants to get back to Bella. And that's what, that's what I was like, oh, y'all leave, y'all left Bella at the fucking house. Um, Jessica is crying and it's the first bit of emotion I've seen from her the entire time. They are breaking up apparently. Jessica says that JT just had, has her around to help him not to be in a relationship. That might be it, Jessica. That might be it. JT says this isn't going to be easy. He's not going to be easy when it happens. And he told, he says he told her that on day one. And again, I want to know when day one was. Day one, was day one two weeks before these fucking cameras got there? Was it? Eventually, JT tells her, fine, then just go. And she starts crying harder and walks out. I want to know how Jessica's getting home. The bus? Do they rent her another car? How's this going? By month four, um, JT has been in the hospital for a month. He says his life is in the toilet. He says the food is bad. I bet it is bad. Hospital food is terrible. His cousin Blair came down to visit him right before being transferred to, he's being transferred to a rehab center. Blair is a black guy, okay? I'm not doubting their cousins. But here's what I what's annoying. Blair says into the camera, uh, just, I'm down here because Jessica's gone. I came to take her spot. And he also says, I've known JT all my life. That's not how you describe a cousin. <laughs> you don't go, I've known, uh, this is my cousin. My cousin's name is Kenyatta. Uh, my only girl cousin. Well, I got another girl cousin too, but we'll talk about that later. My cousin Kenyatta. I don't go, this is my cousin Kenyatta. I've known her all my life. Of course I've known her all my life. She's my fucking cousin. <laughs> like it, it's more it's more um it's it's more surprising if you're say this is my cousin Kenyatta I just met her yesterday <laughs> and you're like oh your cousin you just met her that's a story this <laughs> I don't know that Blair's his cousin or maybe Blair's a step cousin maybe that's why Blair maybe Blair's a step cousin that doesn't consider himself a cousin or something. I don't know. Well, it was weird. So we find out some weight stuff. They were going down. When that van broke down, they were going down to visit Jay, uh, go see doctor now. He had only lost eight pounds when he was supposed to lose. Was it 150? Yeah, it was 150. He only lost eight pounds. I mean, he wasn't following the diet. <laughs> and in the hospital... He lost something like 120 pounds in that month. So Dr. Now visits him and says that if he can get under 600, they can do the weight loss surgery. And Dr. Now says his biggest concern is his attitude. Since Jessica broke up with him, he's been sulking. Okay. I'm going to say something about the attitude problem. Yeah, he's got a fucking attitude. And I know that's annoying too because he's the one to ask you guys for help and he's there of his own volition. I mean, if he said, I want to leave tomorrow, they, they'd have to discharge him. They, they can't keep him. So, listen. <laughs> he, but 
I always thought like if I were to do something like, um, what is it? Biggest Loser or like go to some spa where they where they only they only feed you like really healthy food until you lose a certain like something shit like that. I think my attitude would be shitty because I'd be detoxing from sugar. I'd be detoxing from the shit I want to eat. And I think that like the first couple of weeks, especially when you have, when like food is your entire life, there is, JT has nothing but food, nothing. Maybe PlayStation, but that's it. He didn't have his PlayStation or his dog and he just wants to eat. And yeah, I think your attitude is bad. I don't think you're in a good mood. And so like when they're like, his attitude, like obviously I see the attitude. Obviously I would be annoyed with the attitude too, but I also want to remember that like this attitude comes from a real place. He's not just, I don't know. He's not just uh being a dick. He, I mean, I think he was being a dick to Jessica to be honest. I just feel like they didn't know each other that long and I don't think he was very nice to her all the time. It looked like he could be nice to her sometimes and he's very polite to everyone around him. Please, thank you. The, the all he he's got good manners. But like this is what I'm talking about like the mental health stuff. Like just getting him there and putting him on a liquid diet does not change how he thinks. It doesn't. And I feel like this type of surgery and this type of stuff is meant for someone who's already there mentally. And I don't know that JT's there mentally. So by month five, he's been in rehab a month. The rehab facility is um, just a long-term rehab facility. Uh, it's not the hospital. It's lonely to him. Uh, Blair had to go back a couple days after he got there. Blair, why did you come down if you had to come back in a couple of days? Did they know you were going to be there for a couple of days? Because fucking JT was talking about like you was moving down there. <sighs> he's just been trying to make progress in... He needs so he can leave. And Dr. Now says he still has an attitude. Oh, guess what else? He's been ordering out and not sticking to his diet. And I want to say this. the Like, obviously, he should not be, like, Instacart and shit to himself, okay? However, the food delivery, well, it's probably not Instacart. He's probably Grubhubbing it. <laughs> Favor, whatever. But the the obviously, he shouldn't be doing that. But... Why is the rehab facility allowing him to order food? I know they can't cut off the phone or whatever, but the rehab people, the, the food delivery has to come through the front desk, right? There's no side door the pizza man slips in. Does JT have a, have a, like a agreement that, uh, the dude rides by and throws a pizza through the window? No, he has to go to the front door and then they go and he s says, I have a pizza delivery. And then they go, for who? Because, you know, I guess some people can order pizza if they want to. I bet a lot of people don't, but fine. Um, For who? Oh, room 609, JT. Oh, JT can't get deliveries. I'm sorry. Thank you. Well, you want me to do this pizza? Take it back. You can't get deliveries. You can't get deliveries here. That Are you telling me the person at the front desk goes, oh, JT, the one here who's here? The one who's here with doctor now to for weight loss surgery to lose weight while weight loss. The one that's on a liquid diet. <laughs> oh yeah, he's ordering pizza. Okay, cool. Give it to me. <laughs> 
JT, your pizza's here. Like, is that what? No, you can't. And I also understand that JT's an adult. He's not, um, he's not 51, 50. He's none of that shit. So, I mean, he has the, he, he has the right to say, no, I want my pizza, but I believe the facility has the right to say, you cannot get things delivered here. We're not going to allow that. And if he says, okay, then I'm going to leave. Okay, then have a good time. I just, <laughs> I cannot believe they're like, JT, got your pizza. <laughs> so Dr. Now weighs him. He's 748 pounds. And he's at, that's a total of 144 pounds weight loss. He was supposed to lose 100 pounds a month, but we're on, what, what month are we on again? Four. So he should have lost, he should have lost 400 pounds. So by that, by that measure, JT is not doing well. But a 144 pound weight loss is fucking huge. <laughs> I know, and relative, and, and relative to the fact that he weighs 900 pounds, maybe it's not that big, but it's big. 144 pounds is a lot. And so, like, sometimes this show gives me prices right <laughs> tease. Like, they always go to a commercial break before they take their, before, they, before their weight comes up. And I just, I almost want to yell, big money, big money, big money. Like, it feels like we are on a game show. And we're hoping the numbers are these. And I just, like, obviously, I do think, um, you know, if he was supposed to have lost 400 pounds by this point, I get it. I understand. And he's not where he's supposed to be. But he is someplace. He's in almost half that. And he's not gaining. And, and... Is it wrong for me to be someone to say like, okay, well, he's, he's getting there. It's taking longer than it needs to, but he's getting there. Is that wrong for me to be saying here? <sighs> anyway, I guess JT feels the same way. Because <laughs> when Dr. Now said you're supposed to lose 100 pounds a month, JT said, that's according to you. <laughs> and he says that being stressed out here is making it worse and that if you were at home... He wouldn't have to eat like, he wouldn't have to cheat on his diet. He'd be losing weight because he wouldn't be stressed out. JT, that's a motherfucking lie. You and I both know. Why are you lying to us? You ain't lying to Dr. Now because he can see it. <laughs> Why are you trying to lie to us? Dr. Now tells him, basically tells him that's a lie. And he gives him a daddy speech. And JT kind of blows him off and also says, sure. Which is a trigger. Like, it's it's, don't do that to me. Um, my husband does it all the time. Like, actually he does it a lot less than he did when we first got together because I don't like it. If I ask you, hey, are you going to be at such and such place at 4 p.m.? And then you go, sure. That sounds like, no, the fuck you ain't going to be there. That sounds like you fucking with me. If I go, do you understand, like, where where I'm coming from here? Like, and that we need to do the blah, blah, blah. And you go, sure. I don't like that. I don't like that shit at all. I don't like sure. I want a yes or a no. And <laughs> sure, it sounds like if that's what you want to say. Uh, my husband also does another thing that I fucking hate is he goes um, something like that. Is it or is it not? I'll, I'll be like, are you, are you, or how far are you from home? Are you like 30 minutes from home now? And he'll be like something like that. No, are you 30 minutes from home? Are you about 30 minutes from home? Or I'll say that's not a great example because because the re the reason it like gets to me is because it's a specific answer I'm asking for and he says something like that to imply that 
that it's not that, but he's going to say it's that. Hey, do you have $500? Something like that. Well, how much money do you have? $500. Then you don't have something like that. You have $500. And when I say, do you have $500? You should say yes. Like, <laughs> and just, just, you know, just to show his side. One of the, I've been saying bro for about two months. Normally I say like bro, but I don't, I don't say, but I've now, I've just been walking around the house. Maybe you've chronicled it here on the, the podcast. I've just been walking around the house going like, listen, bro. You need to eat these vegetables, bro. Like, I don't know where I got it from. What I was watching, what fucking happened. My husband hates when I say that. If I say bro to him, he says, he often goes, totally tubular. <laughs> and does that. I know you can't see me, but I'm doing that sign, that surfing thing <laughs> at me. He's like, stop broing me. All right, so we're both fucking annoying. But anyway, when JT says, sure, I was like, okay, yes or no? Not sure. Um, Dr. Now says, there's no hope for you. And JT goes, noted. Like, he is mad. <laughs> uh, Dr. Now lectures him some more, and JT doesn't give a fuck. In the end, though, JT says he's going to stick with the dining exercise, but he does want to leave. But then he doesn't leave. He calls Blair to come, he, he calls Blair and kind of like vents to him and Blair decides to come down for a month. I mean, it's hard for someone to just hang out with you for a month, dude. Like people have jobs and shit. And where are they going to stay? Like all that. He doesn't like the food, but he's eating it. Um, Blair's helping him find a halfway house for men going through medical procedures. And that's making him less stressed because he does not want to be in the rehab center. Like being in that environment is very stressful for him. And I can understand that, but I just, I don't think, well, we'll see. So at one point, Blair is eating in the room with JT, which is a no for me, dog. You you know why he's here. Do not bring food in here. And But JT was very good about like, I don't think I can eat that. So, and he's eating his like whack-ass food. So three months in, he's leaving rehab for halfway house. He's wearing socks and shoes thank God. He's got clothes on that don't make it look like he's a wild animal that's been clawing at his clothes. He looks, I know that like he's still got this big mass on his leg and he's still very large, but just those small improvements humanize him. But like I said before, it was like he was a wild animal. Um, He needs to lose another 75 pounds in two months and he's almost down to 600, which is pretty good to be honest. It You're... You're a couple pounds from 900, and at this point, he's almost down. He 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 can get there. By month seven, he's been in the group home for about a month. He's lonely because the thing is, like, being in that rehab, halfway house, it's not a group home, halfway house, that he thought he'd, like, be around other people. He's This is a very lonely man, a very lonely man. Um, he thought he'd be around more people, but, you know, they work during the day, most of them, and he doesn't work, and... You know, he's lonely. He doesn't have a car. He couldn't fit in the car. He couldn't. I mean, what are you going to do? Sit in the back and have somebody drive you? But he's saying he doesn't have access to someone driving him around. So he just sits and watches TV most of the day. And the only thing he's really happy about is he has more freedom with his meals, though. And he says he's trying to stick to his diet. However, that did look like Chinese food he was unwrapping. That looks like that tea they give you that's really in a food, in the same container they give you, like, fried rice sometimes. You know what I'm talking about. 
He sees Dr. Now the next month. He's two months out of rehab and, and into the halfway house at this point. And he's so lonely. He's so excited. He's so lonely that he's excited to be in the medical transport to take to Dr. Now's house, to Dr. Now's office. He needed to be under 600. He was at 619. And what that added up to is about 52 pounds in two months. And Dr. Now wanted to be 75. Do you see what I'm saying with these numbers? How it makes us feel like we're on a game show? Did you hit the number? Did you hit the number? Did you hit the number? Um, Dr. Now tells him he's all total. He's about down 270 pounds, which is a lot of weight. And that he's almost into the 500s, which is great. And he's very nice about it. You know, Dr. Now isn't always nice. He normally shows up and then points to your friend and goes, you're fat too. That's what he normally does. But he's very nice about this. And he says that he did, that JT didn't hit his goal, but he's showing lots of effort. So he's going to schedule, so he's going to give him the surgery and he's going to schedule it for two months from now. And on surgery day, he wants JT to have lost another 40 pounds, which is doable. Guys, I can't get over thinking that Dr. Mao is a muffet. <laughs> he looks like, oh my God. So, and the way he's talking, I know that he is, I forget, Iranian, I think. And I'm not, I'm sure English isn't his first language. I understand that, but he's, uh, but it's not that he doesn't have a grasp of English. He absolutely does. It's the way he delivers the lines. Like someone read, like, this is what he, when he's talking, especially when he's being nice. <laughs> when he's not being nice, it sounds like he came up with that by himself. <laughs> when he's being nice and supportive and smiling, <laughs> it feels like somebody's got like a little arm up his back and they're down below reading a script. It feels, <laughs> it feels very cookie monster, guys. I cannot, I cannot get over it. I was looking at his feet like, is there somebody down there? <laughs> so next time we see JT, he's getting his surgery. He lost 48 pounds to the 40 pounds. That's a big deal. More than what he needed. And he's very upset because there is no one there on surgery day. That's fucked up, guys. <sighs> Listen, I don't like JT that much. And I don't think Jessica should be there. I, I... I seriously have my concerns about what the fuck Jessica was doing with him. Not for the fatness, but just because it seems like she was going to be a caregiver to him. And she's talking about she wants to have kids with him. Why? So you can caregive for these kids and him? That said, is there not a family member that could come for this big surgery? You could die in that surgery. But where's Blair? Where is any? Where about that girl with the blue eyes that's in all his old pictures? I think it's his sister. There's pictures of them as little kids and then she's in a bunch of other pictures. And I was like, what about her? And I understand people got to work. People can't, their lives. And especially, like I said, he's seen, I, I feel like we're looking at a lot of poverty here. I don't, like when you live in poverty, you can't just be like, oh, I'm gonna stop working for two weeks and go hang out in Houston with my brother. That, that's, it really does like fuck everything up. A lot of time. But in poverty, a lot of things are really just like held together with like glue and spit, guys. And and I do, I can totally understand how a lot of his family members would not have money to go to get to Houston and then be able to stay there for a long time. I get that. I just, he's by himself. And I hate that. I hate that for him. Regardless of his attitude, regardless of his sure, regardless of all that. And the way I didn't like him talking to Jessica, I don't want to see him by himself on fucking surgery day. You know? 
JT has mentioned over and over again about his depression from when he was a young, when he was like in high school. He's had depression since he was in high school. And I just want to figure out where the mental health piece is for this. Not just, not just the fact that like the, the medical stuff can't fix the mental stuff. I just mean like he's lonely. He's isolated. He's so fucking far from home. And he just broke up with that girlfriend that was with him all the time and getting him food and shit. And I hope that maybe we didn't see it, but I hope there was some mental, I mean, I doubt it based on the lawsuits against my 600 pound life, but I hope, I like to hold out hope there's some person, he has some access to a mental health counselor of some sort, something, someone that can like, I'm not saying fix, but maybe guide, maybe be a resource, something. It just seems like he's just down there by himself, bouncing from place and he, and, and the thing about weight loss, everyone can say this, whether you're trying to lose a little 10 pounds or you're trying to lose fucking 300 pounds. The thing about weight loss is it's a marathon, not a sprint. And even though I think he's doing good, like these numbers he's throwing up are impressive to fucking me. They're, these are impressive. But he, like the day to day, it's not like you see the pounds fall off on the ground and you pick them up and throw them in the trash. You don't know. And you're just like, oh, okay, I guess I gotta eat this egg white again <laughs> or whatever it is that you're supposed to be eating. And then I'm gonna walk around the block even though uh, people can see me and like, I'm sure people are fucking ridiculous and I'm sure that they'll, people drive by and yell things at him and ask him what's wrong, little kids ask him what's wrong. Oh my God, I have someone repair bear. And a person came in with a mask and they did like a ninja. They were dressed all in black and the mask they had was like a, you know, the one, the ones you're not really supposed to have. The neck gator, I guess they're called. And so he did like a ninja, okay? But Bear Bear's loud ass turns to him and points and goes, like I felt it coming because he had said something about ninja. As soon as he said it about Ninja, I was like, yo, he's talking about this dude over here. And I said, I tried to distract him with something. But he, Bear Bear was like, I'm not having it. And then lifts his chubby little hand up and points over there and goes, that's a ninja over there. <laughs> and I got his hand and I pushed it down. And I said, we don't point at people. This is not, this is, this is, this is rude. We don't point at people and we certainly don't yell. And he says, but he's a ninja. <laughs> but, you know, that's fine. I'm, I'm sure the guy didn't seem upset by it. He's, he didn't even seem like he was paying attention to us at all. But, um, but that's pretty innocent. Imagine like kids like saying shit to you. You're trying to walk and stuff and, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of mental health shit that should be addressed. And I bet you not many people who are, it's not being addressed. Um, the surgery scene is hard because they have to secure him to the table. His weight means that if like a piece of him comes out of the table, whether a leg or whether that mask comes off the table, it might pull him completely off and they won't be able to get him up. He's under anesthesia. So after he goes under, they um, spend an extended amount of time like, securing his legs and then somebody brings in like this white thing and I'm like is that a part is that a medical device or did you just go in the back and get a piece of an Ikea shelf like what the fuck is going on here 
And they do secure him and they start the surgery. And like all surgery, it's either boring or gross. So, um, you know, they did it. They put the, they did the gastric sleeve thing and, but they didn't take off the lymphedema mask. And I was disappointed. I don't know why I thought they were going to do it at the same time. It probably is like not a good idea to do it at the same time. Um, it's probably, it's probably dangerous to do it all at the same time. So afterwards, JT is going to stay in the hospital during recovery because he doesn't have anybody to help him at home. He honestly thinks it's because Dr. Now does not trust him. But Dr. Now explains to him, like, it's not that. It's that, like, you live in a halfway house and there's no one to take care of you, which is also more like, and you're still lonely, aren't you? <laughs> um, JT says he's trapped there. So Dr. Now is coming to, when we see him, Dr. Now is coming to see him and see if he can get discharged. He's at 512 and that means he lost like 57 pounds that month and around 350 total. And that's a big fucking deal. 350 pounds? Shit. Anyway, he's going home home that day to the halfway house. And when he get when they get under when he gets under 450, they're gonna remove that mass. Um, like I said, I saw somewhere before this, I don't think they said in the show that his mass weighs a hundred pounds. That's a hundred pounds. So if you're at 512 a hundred is that lymphedema mass. Immediately if they take it off, you're gonna weigh four hundred and twelve pounds. Or, well, really, they're not gonna do two or four fifty. So when his when he when when he gets it off, he's gonna immediately weigh three hundred and fifty pounds. Wild, just wild. Um, he, he you know. He, his big hope is he wants to get to 220. That's his big, big goal. And a year into this, we see JT, he's able to walk a lot more. He walks around the block. He gets that exercise. He's gotten to the point where he's found there's a park near his halfway house. He says, discovered. And I was like, oh, there you go with that writing again, Ghost Rider. <laughs> but the way it's written makes it sound like he was delighted to find it. Um, it's a small thing. He says that like when you're big, like, like that you either stay in the house all the time or when you go out, it's like you're in pain and stuff. And just like sitting on a park bench, feeling the wind, the sun on your face, the wind in your hair. And just, especially since he still doesn't have a car, you just, you get to leave and just get a change of scenery. I think we all can understand that in this pandemic world, you know? Two, so the reason this, this a year into it, he's two months post-op and he's at 491 pounds and he's lost about 400 pounds total. I would like to see an update from him, but I think this was last year's episode, uh, season. So I don't think you get an update anytime soon, but maybe I'll look for it because I really want to know what happened. I went into this not wanting to like, just being like, okay, what the fuck deals with this? And then I, I can... I don't know. I found a lot of empathy for JT. I really did. Uh, I just didn't, maybe it's cause I realized that I, that we were seeing, he's being filmed in some of the worst times of his entire life. Maybe not the worst, but some of the worst times, you know, dang. All right. So that's it guys. Listen, so this is the fourth episode in this season of Buy Pumpkin. So that means we have four episodes left. What that means is next week is the last episode that's not going to be Stephen Asante, about Stephen Asante. Um, I got a man in here. Um, I don't know what I'm, I, th I think I want to do those twins. I think I want to do the twins. I'll see. Uh, I'll figure out. But I'm going to do another episode 
next week by myself. And from then on, it'll be guests. So let's get this trucker moving and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.